0: Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, and we're about three weeks into this social distancing. Now, for almost three weeks, uh, it's been you and me chatting, you in your home or wherever you may find yourself, and me sitting here in the guest room, uh, a few confessions. Uh, it's uh, my, my place is humble where I live here. It's uh, not too big. Uh, I don't have an office, but I do have a, a guest bedroom. And the the guest bedroom is where the cat box lives, as well as the cat's food. And so, as <laughs> this is the confession I'm making, as I've been speaking to you every day for uh, nearly the past three weeks, I've been doing so sitting right next to the cat box. So she occasionally will come and visit, and that's all fun and nice. Uh, she the last time she came by, let me tell you this it's kind of funny. Uh, the there is a building across from w- where I live. And today, I guess, it is uh, wash the window day. And so there are uh, these three men, as I look right now, uh, across the street and at the, window, uh, the windows of the building across the way, uh, there are these men swaying back and forth with their harnesses and their ropes attached up at the top with the squeegees uh, going floor by floor uh, cleaning the window. Now, the cat caught sight of this. And there's not much for her to see looking out the window. But the men hanging from the strings from the roof of the building across the way as they were working their way down cleaning the windows, it spooked her. Uh, She got her cackles up. The hair stood on end. She started howling at the window. I was nervous that uh, (laughs) she'd be making noise as we came back on the radio here. So I hurried and uh, got her outside into the rest of the house so she's not here in the guest room with us. Uh, But anyway, I I tell you that because I have found that as... (laughs) That as this social distancing continues, I find myself uh, fixated and distracted by uh, the, the most mundane things. And I yearn for human contact. I see, uh, like I said, there are three window washers across the way, and uh, I can see they're talking to each other. Uh, they're joking, they're laughing, and I am so jealous of the human interaction they are experiencing right now. Uh, maybe window washing was my calling, and not uh, not so much uh, talk radio. Because you know how it goes. You, you may say to yourself, "Hold on a second, Lee. You're talking to you're talking to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people right now. Uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> but you're not talking back." It's just me. I could say something that's not so funny. No one could laugh. I'd never know. I'll tell you what, though. I I do want to give you an opportunity to talk back to me. I yesterday asked this question. We're going to get to the answers later on in the program, and it has to do with this stimulus money on the way. I... I want to know how you plan to spend your stimulus money. There are some economists who have weighed in on how best to spend it or how you and I best uh, should spend our money to actually bring about the purpose to stimulate the economy. Uh, But whatever. I'll go through some of those expert claims. But I do want to hear uh, your plans. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, just share with me a voicemail. Call me up leave a voicemail. Uh, Producer Amy and Gustavo and the team, they're going to go through and uh, put together a little montage of everyone's plans. Number to call is 801-575-7668. Again, 801-575-7668. We're going to do that just before 2.30. I'm going to talk to you about what the experts have to say, and then I want to hear what you have to say. uh, Because you know, it's not up to the experts. It's up to you. You're getting this money. Uh, highest of likelihoods is in the near future. You're going to find an extra twelve hundred dollars in your checking account, or maybe a check uh, sent to you in the mail. Uh, but I want to know what you're up to. Five, uh, the number eight zero one five seven five seven six six eight. Now, I told you I was going to talk to you about chickens in this segment. Let me get to it. We heard yesterday, of course, during Jeff Kaplan's expert minute of news. Uh, those are great, aren't they? Uh, in fact, I linked to my Facebook page yesterday's Minute of News by uh, Jeff Kaplan. Uh, you go onto Facebook, Lee Lonsberry. Uh, don't worry about my personal page. You're free to click there if you want, but the the real thing I want you to take a look at is the page that we have set up for the live mic show. So uh, Lee Lonsberry, you'll see uh, my little grinning face and a logo for the program click on that scroll down a little bit you'll see the the jeff kaplan's minute of news the story he had to tell yesterday is that here in the state of utah agricultural stores are seeing a dramatic rise in the demand for baby chicks uh there was an interview in a wonderful article written by amy joy o'donohue in the deseret news where she spoke to some uh workers at one of the ifa country stores and it's absolutely fascinating uh, and I, I want to tell you two things. I want to tell you a personal experience and I want to tell you something about uh, Amy Joy O'Donohue, the author of that uh, great article, which I'll link on my Facebook page in a moment. Uh, I, I really admire and, uh, and cherish the friendship that I have with Amy Joy O'Donohue. She is absolutely wonderful. And uh, not too long ago, she uh, got some chickens in her own backyard. And uh, I, I forget under what the circumstances were, but at some point she told me that. Uh, and I said, oh, my gosh, I had chickens when I was young. And so we, you know, like chicken-raising experts, traded notes. Uh, I gave her some advice. She asked me a few questions. And uh, anyway, long story short, in the backyard of Deseret News reporter Amy Joy O'Donoghue, who wrote this wonderful story on the uptick, de- uptick in demand uh, for chicks at agricultural stores around the country, there is a little chicken uh, which bears the name. Lee Lonsberry there's a chicken named after me wonderful stuff now for the personal story when I was in junior high uh, my dad took me to the farm and tractor store a a store that sells uh, you know like uh, ropes and tractor parts and animal feed and such like that they also there sold uh, baby chicks and I got 13 of them brought them home Uh, we had this back living room I had this little cage for all of them, an incubator lamp. I got a little tray for their food and for their water, and I raised them. They were there for, uh, I think, maybe six weeks or so until they were uh, large and strong enough to, to live outside. And outside, I got some big steaks and some chicken wire made this fence for them uh, with the help of the neighbor. I put together a coop of sorts with a, a big uh, lid on top that served as a roof to keep them safe from the rain and the elements. I would lift that up each morning and uh, sprinkle a little bit of food in there, make sure the water was nice and changed. And uh, that's what I did for a number of years. And I, uh, I so enjoyed it. Now, raising chickens uh, in junior high uh, and enjoying it uh, in, a, in a place where, where I'm from where not too many people are doing that, it, uh, it carries a price. A little bit of ridicule. And that ridicule was targeted right at me. In fact, for most of junior high and high school, <sighs> Lee Lonsberry's nickname was Chicken Boy. Chicken Boy. That's what they called me when I was in junior high. Anyway, uh, I got over it. I, seems to, I seem to have uh, adjusted and become a, a functional member of society, but I will never forget the lessons that I learned uh, when I was raising those chickens. It was uh, it's so much fun. They are delightful little creatures. You learn uh, so much from taking care of them. Uh, you don't know, have to clip their wings. You know what that means? Uh, So they don't fly out and escape. Uh, You you furl out their wings, and there are some larger ones underneath. And if you take some of the the big industrial-type scissors, just snip them. Not too far down, though. You don't want to get too close to the wing because you might hurt them. They've got some nerve endings in there. Uh, But if you clip the wings just right, uh, they they can't fly. And that way, you don't need to have uh, a cover over the top of your fence one of the lessons i learned also another thing you want to learn uh, or you want to know is in the winter time you need to either have the water heated a little bit or agitated so it doesn't freeze cuz chickens they need to drink uh, and in the in the winter time the uh, in the winter time the water can freeze you want to make sure they stay hydrated and if you treat them right if you give them a good healthy place to live uh, they will give back They will lay eggs for you from time to time. You keep them healthy, uh, they will lay eggs. And you can go out and you can collect them. In fact, that's what I did. I remember uh, in the early mornings, I would put on those rubber boots, you know, uh, so as I trudged through their little pen, uh, I (laughs) I wouldn't dirty up my regular shoes with, uh, you know, what chickens leave behind. And I'd gather up their eggs. I'd walk them inside. You got to wash them off a little bit. I put them in the in refrigerator, and that's what my family ate for a, a number of years. Anyway, that story really has no point other than to say uh, this run on chickens, uh, it's an okay thing. And uh, I, just speaking to Miles Hansen, he's president and CEO of the World Trade Center Utah. His kids are hoping to get some chickens. Well, I hope they get them, and I hope maybe your kids get some chickens. Uh, there's a lot of good lessons about responsibility to be learned in the raising of chickens, or any animal, uh, really, and, uh, you know, the uh, the... The farmers, they know that. The agricultural folks, they know that. Uh, and I was lucky enough to learn uh, that lesson, at least in small part, uh, when I was young, uh, raising chickens, <laughs> even though they did ultimately call me Chicken Boy. Listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some needs facing uh, some folks here in the state of Utah. Uh, babies need milk and hospitals need blood, and you have the ability to donate both. Uh, and I'll share those details with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.